0: You're jumping right into this. No, hi, how oh, are you, right Joe? In. Like
1: It's it's like an explosion of news coming right at you. I'm ready to burst at the seams. Well,
0: alright. I, well, I think it's the quickest we ever jumped into a subject.
1: Uh, hey, when the fuse is lit, you gotta go.
0: Well, apparently, about 23 people didn't. <laughs> so, <laughs>
1: it's more than that right now. Oh, is it? I, it was
0: 23 when it happened. Oh, I
1: heard. I heard. I think it was. 23 automatically I think they had almost The last I checked Was like
0: 70 Jesus Christ They're, So we're talking about The Lebanon explosion In uh Yes What was it The capital Lebanon Or
1: It was in Beirut
0: Beirut Okay Well this thing I've never seen An explosion Look like this before Yeah that was And I saw 9-11 On TV <laughs> I mean this Is just like It was a fire it was a it, It's. It looked bad already Say what you say.
1: Oh, you froze it for a second. No, um, no. It, it reminded me of like a uh, like a nuclear bomb blast.
0: It, it looked like it, yeah, like the ones you see in those black and white pictures, Yeah, or, like you know, the videos ones in the Pacific where mm-hmm. you get the
1: mushroom cloud. Yeah, but yeah. then you got that orange haze afterwards.
0: Mm-hmm. Not
1: purple haze, there, Justin, but orange <laughs> haze.
0: Yeah. Well. It, um...
1: But yeah, I, I mean, everything about it Like, it was like Knocking people off their feet Like, far away from it mm-hmm. Blowing out windows And uh, houses and, and knocking down uh, I guess they have a lot of balconies there You know, it's right by the Mediterranean So like, right. balcony ceilings were falling down And uh, I guess they said uh, Cyprus Which is another city in Lebanon Which I think is like A hundred and Sixty miles away, hundred and eighty miles away, they could feel it there. It was like almost like an earthquake. Really? Yeah, they said it was like wild.
0: Yeah, it. But uh, you
1: look at it and like, I mean, it, and you have that that feel of like a uh, almost like a uh, a disaster movie where like something explodes and you see it like going across the water, mm-hmm. and then like it hits you.
0: What and it I was what I kept I kept rewinding and watching it. And one thing I noticed was that b- that one building, you just, it's there one minute and then it like disintegrates. Yeah. That one, that big white building.
1: Yeah, it was, I think it was silos that were in there. It was like uh, internal silos because if you, they actually showed a picture from above it and you could see down into it. And it was like cylinders in there. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, yeah they, apparently they... what happened was like six years ago, a uh, a ship um, got abandoned, and I guess they had um. Uh, what the hell was it? It's the it's the stuff that you use when you want to make bomb to like blow up.
0: Yeah. Bomb. Um. Does it start with an A?
1: I can't think of what it is. But what happened was, I guess they unloaded it, put it in this warehouse.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So you have this, you have this highly conductive explosive material, not. A bomb itself, but something that will go boom.
0: Ammonium. Next to a I'm sorry, I don't mean to cut ammonium, you off. Yeah,
1: ammonium. I think it was ammonium nitrate. That's something. what.
0: That's exactly what it was. It's, yeah. it's
1: essentially a fertilizer. Okay. But they had that next to a stockpile of fireworks.
0: Are you serious? Like,
1: <laughs> yeah. Why don't why, why don't we have a match uh, a match testing facility next to an oil refinery?
0: <laughs> was it really next to a firework thing?
1: Yeah, don't ask. This is like putting a uh, a match testing facility next to an oil refinery. <laughs> it, just a completely a asinine uh, thing to do. It. You would expect this in Poland, but but not there.
0: <laughs> I just don't get it. Oh, well, well, I don't think the Lebanese aren't very uh, <laughs> aren't very smart either. Uh, I'm yeah, joking. Well, I'm joking. Make a bomb, so. I'm j- <laughs>
1: That's what I originally thought it was. I'm like, it's Lebanon. I'm like, did Syria get mad at them? Did Israel get mad at them? Mm-hmm. Did Palestine get mad? I'm like, this is just and all over it. Yeah. Yet, surprisingly, it
0: wasn't. No, I was, I was quite shocked. There was an no doing. Uh, they actually um, have 60 employees of the port detained for an investigation. <clears throat> so... Um, they're gonna... Uh, if these are the guys that did it, they're gonna... They're gonna hang them. <coughs> and throw rocks... Throw rocks probably at them. So, yeah, they're, uh, They're gonna be in a shitload of trouble.
1: Just so everyone knows, we are experiencing
0: a little technical <laughs> difficulty, so... I don't know what happened in the last, like... Mo- like, we used to have such good... Connection. I sit in, sa- in the same... I sit in the same spot I always sit. And in the last month... Um... Ever since that, uh... That sixty-four woman tournament we did—it's just been like a mess.
1: <laughs> I, I feel, you know what I feel like? In all honesty, what I feel like I'm Joe Biden trying to do an interview.
0: <laughs> Why is that?
1: Because every time that we're away from each other now, like the internet is just not Wait. good, and it's like <laughs> we're just flubbing everything.
0: Just like Joe, just like Joe Biden.
1: Yeah. <laughs> okay. this guy can't get through an interview without making some idiotic comment. I mean, it's bad. It it, 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 it really looks like he has no clue what he's out there doing.
0: I don't watch his stuff because I, I, I just don't care that much. Um, and he just bores the shit out of me.
1: Oh, I just love how he thinks he's like this big tough guy. He's Does- this... Uh, how, how does, know, how he, does he, he
0: think he's a big he, tough like, guy? like, down with
1: every uh, ef- uh, ethnicity. It, it, it's like... He would almost be, like, a cool guy to go out and have a beer with because he's just so, like, off the wall. Okay. But I, I just...
0: They're just ridiculous. Yeah, I don't, I, again, I don't... I just know he likes touching little kids. Allegedly. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It, it, it's it's like it's almost getting sad like how they 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 have him on these interviews and he just there was one the other night about uh him taking like a uh like a cognitive test mm-hmm. and he literally like he starts talking like well you should take a cocaine test and and he's talking about like elephants and lions or something and that like it's just like it he, like he can't go off the cuff. He's like it's just n- nonsensical rambling. I mean it's it's like sad that this is your best guy.
0: Yeah, you know, I, I, I mean I don't know what's gonna happen in November. I really don't. I can't see this guy I can't see this guy winning and running the country. I think he's just too weak of an opponent for Trump. I think the only one who stood a chance, like a fighting chance of actually winning was, uh, Bernie, because I think Bernie had a big following, um, but once he dropped out, I think it just kind of,
1: he, he had a, loud following.
0: He did, he had, a, but he had, a, and he had, and he had a loud following in 2016 also, I thought, I mean, yeah. I don't know why Hillary got the nod, I mean, I, I guess I kind of do, but, um, I, I thought for sure he would be the nominee this, uh, for this, this coming around, but, uh, Yeah, I don't know what the fuck happened. I don't follow politics like you do, so I don't know. But I mean, this guy—I mean, you know—the Democrat, the Democratic Party is probably just like fuck.
1: (laughs) In all honesty, I think that they really have no one likable right now, and I'm—I'm not trying to, you know, any uh, (coughs) excuse me, any liberals that are listening, I want you to take a uh, offense to this. But you have, like, really no good characters out there. They're, they're either, like, completely unlikable or they're completely, like, on the end of the socialist spectrum. Boy. And I think he was the most moderate guy because he, he, you, have, you have people that are liberal, but they still don't like the idea of, you know, they, they, they like the idea of working an honest day, making money. But they're in for you know helping the helping the downtrodden things like that. Mm-hmm. Or then you have the opposite of the liberal spectrum, where it's like you know government helps with everything. Government you know high taxes. Government pays for everything. No one can make a, a, a socialist model. And I think that he was probably the most moderate of them.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: the fact that he can't complete a complete sentence at this point, people are actually telling him what to say because it's and it's not working for him it's it's really like bad and i think a few times you can almost see it with him because he does a, he does like a few certain things he he likes to say the thing like if he's talking about something and he like loses his train of thought he sits there and says like well you know you know the thing the thing and he keeps bringing that up and it's just like not good
0: he i mean i can't wait for the debates because you know trump's gonna rip him apart well, I think that's the big thing. They don't want him to debate. Well, he's going to have to debate. He, can... <laughs> he has to. Huh? He has to debate.
1: Yeah, but that's why I think that this uh, this COVID nonsense, <laughs> this Kung Flu is sticking around.
0: No, look, because... they, they, well, they're not going to... First of all, you can have debates without all those people there. You can just have them on the stage and just have the moderator. And oh, absolutely. They're, they're, they're still going to do it. My thing... My, and here... The Democratic Party... The only time they've ever won... In the last... 30, uh, 30 years... They have... Is they have to have a nominee... Who's like very charismatic... Clinton... And young... And young... Clinton... Obama... Uh... Before that was Carter... He was... I mean he wasn't young... But he was... You know... He, uh, he took Ford... He took uh... You know... He took over after Ford... Ford was a fucking... Yeah. What should we call it? So, but I,
1: I just—well, I mean, look, look what he did with the uh, all the stuff that happened. Carter was a train wreck.
0: Oh, well, of course, Carter was a train wreck. But what I'm saying is that, especially nowadays, like the Democratic Party aims for that 18 to like 30 year old demographic.
1: Yeah, I think it's a lot of people that don't realize, like, you know what? At the end of the day, I work my ass off. I don't want the government taking all my money, mm-hmm. you know? I don't. I, I mean, I, I see it all the time, especially, like, on social media. You got, you know, younger people like, you know, well, we need to do this, we need to do that. It's like, yeah, but at the end of the day, you know, whether you like them or not, I'm getting more money in my my paycheck. I'm getting more stock, you know, my, my stocks have gone They were stagnant. I mean, literally, whatever I was paying into it was what I was just getting. Like, they were stagnant. And you'll get people going, oh, well, you made bad choices. It's not that. What I had was I had to set it and forget it. Mm -hmm. Where, Granted, I wasn't being aggressive. But what I did was I set my my portfolio where it was, you know, it was small cap, big cap. It was something went Reap the benefits, but if something even now with what's happened in the past three years, my stock, my my money has gone up. I think almost thousand dollars in my stocks, so I can't complain.
0: What hell do you have stock in?
1: <laughs> I do a deferred comp through my
0: job. Oh, through your job. okay, okay, yeah. I do, I do two. I with my four hundred one k, I have, st- I have. Uh, that's like a stock. I took a dip a couple of years ago. <laughs> it's about, it's but even, it's even, though,
1: even the wife's hers is gone, You know, it went down because of this uh, kung flu. But because after that, it's been it's been skyrocketing.
0: Yeah, since. yeah. Interesting. Well, I don't know. Yeah, I, it he, should be. It uh, just... I, again, I don't. I don't really. I don't follow all that stuff. I, I just know what I see from like pictures and from what like you tell me or I I see on Facebook. I. I Just, uh, I think it's gonna be interesting fall.
1: Oh, I I think that they are gonna really, really be in a. It's gonna get worse because I think they know that they have a terrible option right now. They expect to lose, and that's why they're dragging this thing on. I Mm -hmm. mean, you look at things like Fauci at the baseball game. He wasn't wearing the mask correctly. You got Cuomo down in Georgia not wearing a mask. I think it's a lot of uh, a lot of nonsense that's going on, and I think it's just all set up so that this it makes you know it makes the country look bad. Yeah, and I think that it's a backfire on them, and they they can't hold on to this forever. Because granted, it, it's something that's out there, but it's not what I think they expected it to be. I think they expected it to be you know, millions of deaths and it's barely at over 150,000.
0: Yeah, I mean, but it, that's a
1: lot. Don't, I don't want to take
0: it. was, a, I mean, it wasn't a
1: big scheme of things when you're talking.
0: Go ahead. No, I would just say it was, it really was a pandemic. People, people were getting sick and people were dying. Yeah, we, we've been over the, the Kung, the Kung, you like to call it the Kung flu. Yeah, <laughs> The Flu. Yeah, right.
1: But, yeah, I, I definitely don't think it's what it was um, projected to be, and I think it's being dragged out longer than what it was. And I know, uh, you know, we talked about it on the show here, about how, like, you know, our business is really suffering, and I, I see it. I send you links all the time about shit closing down. Yeah. And it, it, it's, it's sad. It's sad that, that, that it's coming down like this. Mm-hmm. I mean, one of my favorite places in the city, and I know I know you you like it as well when we go down there, is uh, Nat Sherman. Yeah. I mean, I I heard this and I was I was just I was all shook about this. Um, I every time because we now we mainly go out of uh, Grand Central, and it's right around the corner from it. Yeah, it is, and it's. They're closing shop after 90 years. They started in Jesus. 1930 as a the tobaccoist to the world. Wow! And they're closing down.
0: Holy I mean, and you have shit. to look at it.
1: In my eyes, they have to be one of the, if not the top, American cigar companies out there.
0: Hmm. Oh yeah.
1: I mean, and you know. It, Their store was, it it was everything that, when I think of, like, relaxing with cigars, what I want, it was all hardwood in there, it was leather chairs, it was, it was, you know, just the perfect place to sit and have a cigar, and, you know, their, uh, their as they called it, but now, it's, it's closing, and it's, it's sad.
0: Is that because, um, I I mean, I, I, is it because of COVID? Yeah.
1: yeah, they said a, a good chunk of it was because of that.
0: Jesus. And it, it's it's yeah, amazing. It, it, it's amazing that all these... All these businesses are kind of... I mean, God, if this thing never happened, <laughs> how many businesses would still be around right now? That's a bit, That's oh, a yeah. big one. I mean, 90 years. You think something for 90 years would kind of be around forever at this point.
1: Maybe able to stand the test of time.
0: Yeah, but. and now it's gone. And it's going to probably turn into a fucking TGI Fridays.
1: <laughs> yeah, or a Starbucks.
0: Or a Starbucks, yeah. Or a Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah. Or a Dunkin' Donuts and a Starbucks. Yeah, I mean...
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was one of the things I always loved. I mean, when we would go down to the city, whether it be for... You know, wrestling, a hockey game, uh, anything. When we would go down for, um, you know, in, in the winter we would go down to go see the, the tree. We would, you know, walk around and this and that. As soon as we got out of, out of Grand Central, it was a it was a straight shot right there, and I would go and get my cigars. I'd have I get two or three, and I'd be smoking them right down in the street. just it's it's sad i mean this was one of the places that for as long as i can remember going down there you know on my own not with my family we never you know when i was younger my parents were well, right. me going down alone that was one of the i would walk and it wasn't like it was because there were times where i would come in through uh the uh, path train so what's the highest you're at there like 34 street
0: i think so yeah
1: I would walk all the way up to Forty Second and how many avenues over to go get a cigar there, just because that was the place for me to go. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I mean, I,
1: I love going in there. We lo- we lo- we lost. I lost my friend Johnny in there.
0: <laughs> Our friend Johnny.
1: <laughs> yes. Hmm. But yeah, it was, like, I, had, I had a lot of great memories in there, and it wasn't only just the store that it's at now, it was when it was diagonally across the street. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I've been going there for a long time.
0: Now what are you going to do?
1: I'm going to have to bring cigars. Like, that was the thing, too. When I went to the city, I never brought cigars with me. Right. Unless we went to Coney Island, obviously, because Coney Island, you didn't have a cigar shop there, mm-hmm. but if I was in Manhattan... Nat Sherman's is where I went. Yeah. Now I gotta I gotta find a either a new place, you know, maybe like a small mom and pop type place, or I'm gonna have to bring my own.
0: Well, there's a lot of little smoke shops you could probably get some cigars at. They're, they're not gonna be the quality of fucking Nat Sherman's, but it's gonna you're not gonna be able to sit yeah. and, and bullshit and hang out there. Yeah,
1: I mean I I I always loved going there. I got I'm gonna it's funny because we we were talking about how uh, cousin Jeff was over a few weeks ago for uh, he came over for a barbecue. Mm-hmm. Mainly, I was just cooking, but we talked about like you know we ought to if you want things from his because they're not going to be around anymore. Like I still have my passport card from Matt Sherman's. I'm going to hold on to that because it's something that you know it's not there anymore. Mm-hmm. It's it's gone. It just, it's, it's a sad thing when when stuff like that goes away.
0: Yeah. Um, one thing that kind of fell in this whole COVID was the XFL. The Vince McMahon-led yes. uh, XFL. Restart after, after 19 years. Comes back. Everyone was really excited for it. I know some friends of ours went to the first game. We weren't able to make it. And then four weeks into the season, shuts down. They say they're not going to come back out, it goes bankrupt, blah 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 and this week The Rock who is a former WWE superstar he bought it along with um, yeah, some investors I forget who
1: Redbird capital.
0: yes, thank you so, uh, I guess XFL is alive and well now
1: <laughs> and when you really think about it though, he brought he, say this thing lasts five years even if it just lasts five years,
0: mm-hmm.
1: he bought this thing for fifteen million dollars.
0: Cheap. Like it was very cheap. on the dollar. Yeah, that's I mean, one movie for him.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it, that's exactly it. He he paid one six months out of his life. He paid for a football league.
0: Yeah, I like the fact that it's a former wrestler who was big in WWE is now the owner of it. So it kind of like. It didn't go to, like, some strange hands. It, ch- it went to someone... And I'm sure Vince McMahon... I don't know how bankruptcy works. I don't know if Vince McMahon had a... I think once you go bankrupt, I think, like, the, doesn't, like, the, uh... The bank technically owns it, don't they?
1: The, it, no, foreclosure. I think, it's more of that.
0: Okay. Um...
1: I'm not sure, but it, it stayed in
0: the family. It, yeah, that's what I'm trying to say, is that it stayed with someone who... I mean, The Rock is a WWE wrestler. Like he never wrestled anywhere else. Like he was like the uh, the Derek Jeter of WWE. He stayed on. He stayed on one team the entire time. He never went anywhere else. Whenever he comes back, he always comes back to WWE. He doesn't go to Impact or any other wrestling companies. So for him to, and I would arguably probably the most successful wrestler to go into. Hollywood. Mainstream, Mainstream yeah. Um, so I like the fact that... He, I think if anyone else bought it, besides Hogan, it would kind of be... I, I, would, I wouldn't be as... Uh, confident in it lasting, but I think with The Rock, because he has such ties to football, and I think he has a great business mind, I think it might do well under him. I could see that. Oh.
1: I think what they definitely need to do is make it. Again, we we've, we've talked about this a few times with uh, the AAF, with you know the XFL here. Mm-hmm. They gotta kind of get some, like almost make it a, like a feeder league. They gotta they gotta do something to make it where it's gonna it's gonna hold up with the NFL. And right now, yeah. the NFL and all these sports teams are, are in a bad way when it comes to their their PR right now.
0: Oh, yeah. NFL, I think this is the worst NFL's been hurting in a really long time.
1: And, I've, I've actually made a vow that I'm not watching it this year.
0: Oh, no? Which
1: is, like,
0: shocking. What if the Steelers go undefeated?
1: I, I'll watch Super Bowl.
0: You're <laughs> so full of shit. Yeah. <laughs> You're full of shit, you'll watch you, it. <laughs> hey,
1: I, when I get a blood feud, you know how long that lasts. Yeah,
0: I, I, I we all know.
1: <laughs> yeah. I I just I can't support it. I mean, they're just... they're, And the worst part is, like, to me, and... I like what Americans that love sports? They're not out in Portland right now. They're not out in... All, you know, all these cities rioting and burning down shit and, and causing problems. They're the ones that want to watch this. Mm-hmm. But you're catering to a group that I think is not your your demographic, if you will. And I think that's going to come back to bite the, the NFL, baseball, all these sports in the ass.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I agree with you on the feeder league. I think that's kind of how it has to be done in order for it to have any sort of longevity because if you compete with the NFL it's like it's like a, like a David versus Goliath kind of thing it's it's not going to go anywhere and every football league that's come up has tried to do that the the that's the what was the last one that last year the
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah they tried doing something like that where I think every NFL team was affiliated At with heart. Yeah, like I think the Giants had the Orlando one that we were kind of that we were um, in favor of. Um, so I don't know if they'll do something like that or it just could it could, it could be it could definitely be a good like uh, in between league like you get guys who don't get drafted NFL they can go there and maybe get a little more noticed because they're playing on a little bit of more of a pro level. Yeah. I'm just, I'm really curious to see if, if anyone hires Kaepernick back. <laughs> After everything that's happened and now he's like sort of forgiven in the, in the public eye, you know, give me a fucking break. I'm dying to know if anyone picks him up now. If I was him, if I, if I was Colin Kaepernick, I would say fuck you to the entire NFL. And be like, you know what, none of you guys wanted me for the last five years, or however long it's been, four years, three years. Now I don't want to play.
1: He's making more money probably not playing.
0: Of course, because Nike's fucking up his ass.
1: Yeah, oh, they're up to his fucking liver. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm-hmm. The one thing I think that the XFL should do is, I know that the NFL, you have to, I believe... Play in college. You can't go out of high school like basketball or baseball. Yeah. Like NFL is like the only sport where you have to play like college ball. Um, yeah. If that's... I was the XFL, I'd say you know what. You're 19. You graduated high school. Come on in, and maybe try to get a jump on it. Because think about it. You, you, say you're a a poor kid. You know you're you're from a single parent you're living in a, a, a shitty city or out in the middle of the boondocks and you can make a million dollars playing mm-hmm. that's life-changing oh yeah let them let them go right from high school in there and see what they can do i mean it works in every other sport you have kids out of baseball hockey football soccer all these sports that are coming out of high school and participating in pros and if xfl said hey you know what we're gonna allow it you know and again you have to look at it like football is one of the shortest careers you're gonna get let them make their money and i know right now they've changed the ncaa rules where you can actually get paid um to play in college they just i think they ruled that Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think if they did that now for the XFL where you're playing professional football weekly on a major network you're not playing on you know channel 438 in the you know at 3 a.m when it's a repeat game, you know uh, a tape game mm-hmm. that might be more incentivizing for people to actually go out and, and try to take it right so. I mean, it's gonna be—it's gonna be quite interesting to see, kind of how all this goes down. But uh, to me, I think I would—I uh, would try to change that rule.
0: They might. I mean, the only thing about football—I feel like football is kind of—it's uh, a little more intense, whereas, like. I get, if you come out of high I feel like if you come out of high school it's like you're not I mean look at the look at the guys we play with like if you imagine jumping from high school to NFL like straight through I think I think you get annihilated. Yeah. I think it's um, I think college sort of prepares you it's almost like the minor league it's like a minor league kind of thing. It prepares you for pro and that that different kind of play style. Um, baseball is baseball and basketball is basketball. It's the same shit, but I, I just think football is a different animal. Um, but I I do agree with what you said. I think they could maybe sort of not draft them at a high school, but get the rights to them at a high school. I don't know if there's some kind of NCAA rule for that, but. Uh, yeah.
1: Yeah, it could be something like that yeah. where you get kids that are drafted in hockey, and they'll go play college, or they'll go play up in, uh, you know, they can play in the KHL, they can play in Sweden, they can play anywhere.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, Basketball in, too. Uh, you can go Canada. to Europe and shit.
1: But then they, but they have the rights to their entry level right um, contracts. Mm. Hmm. I mean. It's something that could
0: happen, and I, I, I wish The Rock all the best. I do, too. I, I hope... I'm just curious now if it will pick up next year, or is it going to be another fucking couple years and they're going to redo everything? I think you have everything set. I think, uh, I mean, I don't know how it works with, like, uh, TV rights. I don't know if that all went away or if that's still set in stone. Um, but he, uh, again, he's very successful. He has a lot of pull. So oh, and especially the the ESPN has a, a big working relationship with, not that it matters at this point, but they have a big working relationship with uh, WWE. Same with Fox Sports. But um, so well, now uh, that
1: even HBO, I mean, you you look at HBO as a premium channel, they have that show of his, or I don't know if it's still on that
0: ballers. Ball. I don't know if it's on anymore, but yeah, um, I mean, yeah, it could that could be it too. I mean, imagine imagine football on HBO. <laughs> That'd be some shit. Yeah, I
1: mean, essentially, it's home bot's office, so you could, you
0: know, what they what they could, could do is uh, and I'm waiting for this to kind of happen is some sort of streaming partnership, like say he partners with Hulu to have all XFL games on Hulu streaming.
1: I mean, they they, they do HBO Max.
0: It could do that, too. It could be... There's, there's a lot of possibilities. But I'm waiting for that. Like, some kind of sports program. As soon as one bites to do, like, uh... Baseball, I think baseball's too much. But I could see... I could see football doing something like... Maybe, like, a small thing like XFL. Like, they can do some kind of partnership with a streaming service. And, uh... Like, kind of have, like, an a la carte kind of thing. Like... Maybe, like, for five extra bucks, you get all, uh, you know, New York Guardian games or something like that. You know what I mean?
1: I've been saying that for years because I I, well, when I would watch, I would get um, the NFL Sunday ticket, but yeah. my main reason to get it was for the Steelers. Right. I could care less that Arizona was playing the Vikings. Mm hmm. But if I said, I just want to watch my team for even half price of what, The total um, NFL Sunday ticket was I would have done
0: that Yeah I I think that's I think that's something That's like the next thing That I'm waiting for Is some team to have Some kind of Maybe not the team But like the The company to have Some kind of Streaming partnership And I think it will Definitely happen Sometime down the road And you're gonna see When one company gets Like say NFL You'll see like like you said, HBO Max might get hockey or or Amazon Prime gets basketball or, or something like that. It's going to be like a bidding war for sports once that happens. Oh, yeah. And it, it probably will because, it, you know, TV shows... I mean, if you remember Netflix, when Netflix first started doing streaming, they had everything. Every TV... Sh- I mean, not everything, but, like, most TV shows were on Netflix. And then little by little, like... They, they, you know, they were the, the TV shows were getting bought by other companies to stream on their thing. It's still happening. Um, it, it's, I think, it's definitely gonna, it's gonna come around to it, guaranteed.
1: Oh, I, I can definitely see that.
0: Yeah.
1: And a lot of these companies, like DirecTV, you don't even hear so much of. What's the other one? The uh, satellite provider.
0: DirecTV. I don't
1: even know if they're
0: around anymore. No, TV still. Direc, there's, Direc, there's DirecTV. Who I, I? What else is there anymore?
1: Yeah, there was uh, there was another one, but I can't think, I of think what it was. There were
0: three of them, weren't there?
1: There might have been, but you don't even hear about.
0: No, them. you. Direct TV pretty much took it over. Satellites are like very 1980s. They're really kind of. It's funny. I love seeing satellite dishes on people's houses. It just feels very like retro to me. I got one of on mine. I know you. I know you. I know you do. But I'll go around and I'll see satellite dishes on people's houses still I'm like, wow, that's like That's so, it's I don't know, I never My family never got into the whole satellite thing We had, um We had the box yeah. <laughs> We had boxes With with uh, free WWF pay-per-views <laughs> <laughs> I think I think, uh, I think that's out of uh, whatchamacallit now, right? It's been 25 yeah, years Yeah, okay, good, good I don't want my mom and dad to get busted. <laughs> but, um you know, The Rock was a very successful professional wrestler, and he transitioned very well into Hollywood. Uh, on the other end of the spectrum is uh, poor Marty Jannetty, who is uh, apparently now a cold-blooded killer.
1: <laughs> a, a, a child cold-blooded
0: killer. Oh, yeah, so if... Have you... Um, do you follow I mean I don't know Does the Bull in the Ring Facebook page Follow Marty Janetti?
1: No not on um, The social
0: media on, Well I highly suggest uh, We follow him On Facebook And uh, anyone else Go follow him I follow him But I don't see his posts I don't know why But he just Is just he writes the most random shit, and, and it really took it to another level the last couple of days. And I'm going to read this off, uh, what happened. So, ex-WWE superstar Marty Janetti may have confessed to murdering someone when he was 13 years old in a bizarre social media post, and now he's being investigated. Uh, the former rocker told a story on Facebook about trying to buy weed from a man who worked at a bowling alley in his hometown when things went, uh... Ari, I don't know how to say that. Ari? Uh, anyway. He quote, I quote, um, I was 13 working at Victory Lanes Bowling Alley, buying weed from a F-star-star, I'm gonna only assume what that is, that worked there, and he put his hands on me. He dragged me around the back of the building. You already know what he was gonna try to do. That was the very first time I made a man disappear. They never found him. They should have looked in the Chattahoochee River. Um,
1: well, if A- Alan Jackson didn't find him, I think that this story is fake.
0: Well, he now this is... This is... Who?
1: <laughs> any, any old school 80s country fan will get my reference there.
0: Okay. <laughs> so, anyway... He later appeared in an interview with Boston Wrestling... ...to talk more about this, and uh, he indicated the man he was referring to in his Facebook post that triggered the investigation... ...was a front desk clerk at the bowling alley where they both worked, and the man almost raped him. Uh, The guy was known to sell marijuana, and he used that to lure children in to, you know, assault them. Um, So I guess Marty was trying to buy weed from him, and uh, he went in the guy's car... Uh, once he was in the car, he was fondled, and he tried to get out, but the man got angry Marty says the man then got out of the car, came around and grabbed him by the hair and shirt And dragged him to the back of the bowling alley Once back there, Jannetty says he was thrown to the ground, and the guy tried to take his pants down And then Jannetty hit him with the rocker dropper, and that was all she wrote <laughs>
1: <laughs> He didn't super kick him through a glass window?
0: No, 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 That was that was the other one uh, but once back there, Genetti says he was thrown... Oh, I read that. Jannetty then implies that he got away because there was a brick lane there, and then claims that he never said he killed the guy, but he deserved to get beaten. Uh, he was asked if he ever tried to stunt like that again. Jannetty said he didn't want to comment, which left the question if the man died or not still in question. Um. Yeah, he said he ended it by saying no other kids had to deal with that man again, but stopped short of saying he died. Once again, sort of implicating himself in what would probably be manslaughter. Um, You know, he's, ever since he got thrown through that barbershop window, he hasn't been the same. So this is all Shawn Michaels' fault. (laughs) It really is. I mean, he was fine up until 1992 and then downhill from there. He is, he makes the most random, I don't know if this is how true this is. He, the guy has a, we've, Talked about Gennady on here a few times. He has had just a multitude of problems. Um, I remember he was talking about uh, his step, uh, step, uh, his daughter. It was one, he thought it was his daughter, but it turned out that they're not related. And he was questioning if he should have sex with her and all this other stuff. It was just bizarre shit. Um... I know he kinda, I know Shawn Michaels has tried to save him, religiously, in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've talked about on here where he's been, I think the, I think he's been employed by the WWE more times than anybody. Like, he, he always would come back for, like, a brief stay and then disappear again because he would fuck up. Uh, I mean...
1: Yeah, I mean, between him, him, Razor, and Sonny, they have to have had the most
0: tire fires out of that company. Hmm. But I will I mean, Razor cleaned himself up. It's just Marty, G- Marty Gennetti is just a fucking. I mean, what a whack job! Holy shit! I never would have guessed thirty years ago watching these guys wrestle that one day, <laughs> one day they he'd be writing Facebook posts uh, about killing people and having sex with his daughter.
1: <laughs> oh, absolutely! I mean, y- you would think about it like you look at Shawn Michaels and, and the the exu- or, uh I guess the lifestyle he lived, I definitely think it would be him, not Marty Jannetty, but no, it, it, it turned into, uh, be shunned rocker.
0: Yeah, it really, it really did. You, you, you feel kind of bad for him in a way, because, I mean, there's such a prime example. Like, tag team has really, since then... Whenever a tag team debuts and they debut as a tag team, one of the first things you always question is which guy is going to be the Shawn Michaels of the group and which guy is going to be the Marty Jannetty? Like, which guy is going to break out and be, like, the superstar and which guy is going to just fade into obscurity? Well,
1: we talked about Marty Jannetty possibly snuffing out a a drug dealer, but I think we should... And we haven't done this in a while. We we have not gone to the uh, to the graveyard. I
0: so, we haven't had yeah. Like we that, uh the last. What's that? I was gonna say uh, the groundskeepers have been digging up a lot of holes lately, and we uh, haven't gone to pay our respects. <clears throat>
1: We've had a uh, a plethora of people who have passed away, and. Going into this, we were looking it up, and we were just naming off people after people, mm-hmm. but we decided to cut it down to kind of what just happened in the last, like, month, 30 days, just to not have a, uh, list here, if you will.
0: There's a ton of people. All right, who do you want to start off with? So,
1: I guess we'll start with the most recent, and we'll work our way back. Wolford Brimley
0: did not die of diabetes. (laughs) No. He did not get the sugar foot. No. (laughs) He uh, he was someone who I forgot was alive.
1: (laughs) And he's a guy that looked like a grandfather for, like, the past, like, 50 years. Mm Mm-hmm. I think in his 30s, he had gray hair and, and like, liver
0: spots. I mean, in the 80s, he was in Cocoon as, like, an old man in a retirement home. (laughs) In the 80s. And he he died, I think, at, like,
1: 86. Yeah. So, when he played in this movie, he was only in his 50s.
0: I mean, that's that's insane to think about, because I look at my mom and dad, who were in their 60s, and he looked, I mean... He was yeah okay he was in his 50s and at that time like you think wow 50s that's really old but now it's like it's not that old. Uh, and he looked No. He looked like he was 80. <laughs> he
1: he was almost like he aged extremely rapidly and then just stopped and it looked the same since.
0: Yeah, and his mustache never went away. A
1: glorious one.
0: That that is a that is a mustache that only a small percentage of uh, mustache people can obtain to be.
1: Yes, him, Grover Cleveland, just uh, th- there's like a handful. Tom Selleck. <laughs> yes.
0: Not everyone I can mean, pull off the stash, but he uh, he was a pro.
1: And it, his look. What? Even mustache. Yeah. So, and I, I think we're going to go through in a brief version here because we're having technical difficulties. We'll just uh, we're just going to name off kind of the people that we're passing by.
0: Well, we can we can say a little. A,
1: there's a lot of fresh tombs
0: here. We can. There's a few. Uh, one I'll I'll say is uh, Naya Rivera. Uh, Shoes on Glee. Back in the in the two thousand, well, it was like two thousand ten, maybe two thousand eleven. What a what a fucking shame. I uh, I followed her on Instagram. It was a very good, it was a very good Instagram. Okay. You had no you have no idea who she is, do you?
1: No, I never
0: watched. League. Yeah, I, I watched at the beginning because it was like the it was like one of those shows that was like everyone had to watch kind of thing. Um, the, the singing sucked, but, um, the, uh, the female talent on the show was, uh, pretty top-notch, I will say, so, but she played a, uh, a lesbian character, um, and a lot of people kind of said, like, she was, like, the lesbian character that kind of, um, I guess, uh, helped broaden that range, not range, but, um kind of help it help it helped to make it uh, more acceptable, I guess, to be on TV. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> That's just why I read on Twitter. I think people are full of shit.
1: You know, it seems it seems like it almost seems that that show is kind of doomed because isn't this like the third person from it who died?
0: I think it's more than that. Got a,
1: a poltergeist-esque uh, feel to it.
0: There's yeah, there's a glee curse they call it. She's one of Yeah. I think Four have died from it. Three off the top of the head, I, top oh of my, my head, house. I can name. Yeah, like main characters. Like so. Sh- really? Yeah. Well, one guy was in. Uh, he was about to go to jail for a child porn, and he he killed himself, I think. And then there was the other guy who overdosed. Um. So yeah. So the
1: one that was stating that.
0: Yeah, I know what you're gonna say. Don't say. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, she's kind of under fire because they, have you know, she's been known as a bully, off set, so oh yeah, off, off uh, you know, behind the scenes, so yeah. Oh
1: really? I didn't hear
0: about that. Oh yeah, she. I've I heard years ago. and We're talking about um Leah Mich- Leah Michelle, I think that's her name. Yes. I heard years ago, years ago. I knew someone that worked on a Broadway. Play and she was in it, and they said that she was an absolute fucking bitch. Um, and would just kind of really? ye- like yell at people all the time. So I, I kind of heard about this a long time ago. Um, and now recently it's kind of come to light that she's a major asshole.
1: Real, I, I can see it though. She looks like she has that like diva esque quality.
0: Yeah, she, she thinks she's Barbara Streisand. Yeah, kind of well, thing. Yeah.
1: Who would want to
0: be that? Exactly. Moving on to the next plot.
1: (laughs) This was a big one for me.
0: Okay.
1: Watching him as a kid. Um, And then also going into adulthood watching, uh, who wants to, or what is it, uh, The Millionaire Show, but Regis.
0: Regis Philbin. Yeah, I, uh. I always, I always really liked Regis. One of the best things I liked about Regis is that he seemed very, like, down-to-earth and very friendly. And he was one of those guys that seemed like he would just do yeah. anything you asked. Like, he made so many cameos. He was in one of my favorite How I Met Your Mother episodes with, uh, the burger. Remember Marshall was looking around for the best the- this burger he had one time? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was in that episode, um... He uh, I he, it's he seemed like he was a big wrestling fan. Um, he was at WrestleMania. That's s- true, yeah. uh, he was on WrestleMania seven. He always, they on live with Regis and Kathy Lee. They always had wrestlers on, all the time. Like I mean, like I'm not talking about just Hogan. They had like Rick Rude and Mister Perfect. Like they had all these guys on. And he was so into it. Like Kathy Lee could give two shits. <laughs> but I just
1: wanted wine
0: Yeah, but he was like so into it. And he, like, he would, I think he would just do, he would do anything to entertain people. It seemed like. And, uh,
1: I I was, I was, he he, was so, like, self deprecating on that.
0: Yeah. So I was sad when I I found that, when I heard about that uh, last week or two weeks ago, it was. So.
1: And the thing that bothered me. I mean, you... Right now, it's all COVID, COVID, COVID. This guy was on TV for, like, a quarter... Like, you think about it. TV came out how long ago?
0: Uh, 50s, 1950s, so 60 years.
1: Years? He was on TV for almost half of TV time. Yeah. And on pretty much every day. And he did not get what I would consider the proper farewell.
0: He really didn't I, 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 I. They um I don't know how true this is but I, I heard they pushed they kind of pushed him off that lie with Regis and well, it was Le- Regis and Kelly when he was on um and they uh they kind of like I don't know how I don't know what happened but he didn't go willingly
1: I I could see that Yeah he,
0: I- they pushed him out I think I don't mind Kelly,
1: but I can see where she could kind of be, maybe a little bit
0: of a bitch. She has that look. She definitely has that look, and
1: she has she has that like all American girl look. But I could see where she could kind of be a little bit nasty because you had Regis, who was what I would consider like a sweet old man, if you will, Mm -hmm. and Michael Strahan, who when you see him on TV, he and I, I've actually met him, is exactly how he presents himself on TV. He is not full of himself. He's not anything like that. So it seems like she worked with two guys who to be down to earth and couldn't get along with them. And now she's with that idiot Seacrest, and they, they seem to be just ducky
0: I, I can honestly say I haven't watched an episode of Ryan and Kelly or whatever it's called now. Um, once Regis left that show, I didn't... I mean, I would... It wasn't a show I really wanted to watch. I would watch it, like, if I was home and it was on. Or yeah, if there was that's, a. that's how it was with me. Yeah, or if there was a guest on I really liked, I, I'll kind of tune in. But uh, once he left I and I heard about how he was kind of pushed out, like, I, I didn't want anything to do with it anymore. I, he was the main person to watch, because he was so charismatic, Mm -hmm. and he was just a joy to watch, and even on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, I watched that in its first run, like, I think everybody watched it at that time, but, I mean, he he made that show, like, he he was was a very good host.
1: Yeah, because he made you want to be in it when that um, Meredith Vieira was in there, Mm -hmm. like, you know. Oh, you're going to be up for a million dollars. Like, he would be up there, like, screaming it. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you're almost here for a million dollars. Like, you, you, you saw the enthusiasm in him. Very enthusiastic. He was a very, very enthusiastic person. Yeah. And I don't think he got the proper uh, send-off like you normally get. I mean, you look at things like Kobe Bryant. Um, I'm trying to think of some big names that went out recently. And they got way more fanfare than this guy. And this guy was a staple of TV for, like I said, half of TV's run. Yeah, and he got barely any any notice for it to me.
0: Yeah, I I I definitely agree with that. He sort of just faded out, and then I can't even tell you the last time I saw him on anything. Um, but yeah, he hasn't really been in the public eye in a while. I guess I, I don't know, but um. I agree, like, he never got a proper send-off. I don't know if yeah. they did anything on that live with Regis and Ryan, or, or Kelly and Ryan, whatever it's called. Um, I don't know if they... I haven't heard if they did. I'm sure they... I'm assuming they did, because if they didn't, that'd be so fucked up. But, uh... Yeah. Well, this is,
1: this is one... This is, I guess we could say, Regis started... when we were young, and... This is another one that started young. And this one, I, I had no clue about this. Kelly Preston.
0: Yeah, she had cancer, didn't she? Yeah,
1: breast cancer. Yeah. yeah which I... is, at this point, I don't want to... You know, I'm not trying to take it lightly, but it seems...
0: It seems like, doctors like
1: what... Doctors kind of have a good hand on it.
0: Well, if you catch it in time.
1: And, yeah, and it seems... She, she actually had... I think a lot of, mm-hmm. she was like living like under the radar she like totally took herself out of public eye for it it's funny cause when you think about it though like Travolta hasn't really done anything big lately and I mean you looked at him he, he was huge when we were young he kind of faded away a little bit and then he had a resurgence and then like he, he, his career has been very wavy Mm-hmm. And it seemed like Walsh while while was on a down slope. So I wonder if that had a lot to do with it.
0: It might have. It might have. He probably took time off to kind of help with the kids. and I mean, I don't know how old his kids are, but yeah. And take care of her, obviously. Um, yeah, I guess that's kind of what happened. Because I, I, you're right. I haven't seen him in a movie in quite a while. I
1: mean, I don't... He's done a lot of, like, uh, like direct-to-video movies, if, okay. if you want to even call him that anymore. Direct-to-pay-per-view, direct-to-Netflix movies, but nothing where he would normally be.
0: Mm-hmm. And hmm. it's
1: weird, too, because I look at him and uh, Nick Cage when they were in Face-Off. Like, at the time, they were at the top of their game. You don't even hear about them anymore. Nick Cage. It, it's sad to think that, like, him... And Bruce Willis. For the box office draws that they were, they get no recognition anymore.
0: That's how it is but that's how it is because once you get to a certain age you get you sorta of get pushed out in Hollywood and you're right about Nick Cage. I do see Nick Cage and stuff sometimes, but it's that same thing. It's like uh I'll just be looking on demand for like movies to watch. And I see, like, a brand new movie from, he was just in, Nick Cage was just in something, some horror movie last year. And I was like, wow, Nick Cage is in this. Like, how, why did I even hear about this? But it's because once you get to that certain, and plus nowadays, like, it's, uh, you can make a movie and it doesn't have to be released to theaters. You're still making a movie and it's getting put on, you know, Netflix or whatnot. So, it's just how it is that you get pushed out for these newer action stars like The Rock or uh, Vin yeah. Diesel or whatnot, and eventually, those guys are gonna go away, and there's gonna be a new crop, and The Rock will be doing video-on-demand movies in 20 years, or whatever. Or okay. be the commissioner of the XFL. Or that, too. <laughs> <laughs> the, Rock, the Rock seems like someone that's just never gonna go away. <laughs> yeah,
1: but it, it, it's weird, because you always looked at, like, It Girls, and we could go through the It Girls of every year. Mm-hmm. You know, or every few years, if you will. Like, maybe a three-year run, they were great.
0: I but was. um it seemed
1: like male stars stayed on.
0: Yeah, because I think they had more of a range. Where it girl, and I'm, this is a prime example. You know, my wife and I were watching the Hot Chick last week. Okay. Um, which I have you ever seen that movie with Rob Schneider? Mm-hmm. Fu- mm-hmm. Funny fucking movie. But um, and it starred um, uh, I can't think Rachel her name. McAdams. Yes, and for a while she was like the it girl, and now like she kind of. She just did some movie With Will Ferrell That's on I think Netflix But it wasn't released In theaters It went straight to Netflix or wherever I don't know what channel It's on But uh It's Heather Graham Is another one That was like In everything And then all of a sudden Just gone
1: Oh absolutely
0: Yeah And
1: It's scary to think that Kelly Preston And her former Say Out of The one that lived the longest
0: was in um and Charlie Sheen. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> um another one that passed away recently, uh Joel Schumacher. Um a lot yes. of people a lot of people associate him with uh kind of killing the original Batman franchise. Um and I feel that sort of burdened his career for a while, but if you look at the other movies he's done, he did The Lost Boys Fantastic movie Um, Falling Down Another fantastic movie Especially
1: the Especially the soundtrack
0: For Yeah Who who doesn't love The Lost Boys soundtrack Baby (laughs) Uh, But he had a Bunch of Great movies Uh, Was it License to Not License to Drive He didn't do that Um, But he had a lot of uh, He had a lot of Good movies That he directed And then he did The last two Batman movies In the 90's And He sort of got just shut down because of those. And he, I'll even yeah, but
1: if it wasn't for him really, would we have would we have what Marvel is now?
0: Yeah, why wouldn't we?
1: Yeah well I'm just saying because he got I mean you had D C was on top of the game, and Superman at that point was kinda I think on the downward slide, yeah. And Batman came in and brought it back up. It, mm. DC was DC was the the comic book movie machine. I'll, I'll I'm and gonna. He was a big part of it.
0: The Batman Forever was good. I'm not that was that was a decent Batman movie. It was Batman and Robin that really kind of shit the bed. Um, I'm not gonna say he helped that. I think that's more with uh, Tim Burton and his Batman movies. Because I think after yeah. those came out... I think that's when movie th- movie studios started buying up rights. Like Spider-Man, X-Men. And some got made, some didn't. Um, I think the movie that really... I, I mean, this is really going off... A side, uh, side note. To me, the movie that really kind of kickstarted Like, all the superhero movies... Was uh, the first Blade movie. I think that really... I think that was really successful, and I think that's when a lot of movie studios really started kind of buying up uh, all the rights, along with the Tim Burton Batman movies. Yes. Yeah. So. Who else?
1: Yeah. No. We have uh, uh, Herman Kane, a presidential nominee, or not on the ticket. But he was—he was one who was. I—I I, I almost think he could have been there. He could have been the—the the first Barack Obama. But it, it didn't—it didn't end up being that way, and he ended up supposedly dying of uh, the kung flu. When did he?
0: Uh, when did he run?
1: He ran. Jeez, uh, this would have been was it
0: in the eight, sep- mid to late nineties.
1: Oh, really? Or it may. Even or it might have even been in the two thousands.
0: I'm not it was too in familiar that time
1: with him, frame, but he he was a, a a conservative. He definitely he was a uh, a business owner. He would have been essentially a mix of Trump as a businessman, because he never really had too much uh, political aspirations,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: then Obama because of him being one of the probably most foremost at that time. Black
0: candidates. 2012. Never he ran.
1: Out and
0: <laughs> he he ran it? he ran in 2012.
1: Okay.
0: It, it wasn't that long ago. <laughs> it seems like it was so much longer. Though. I guess. Well, it's been a long eight years. <laughs> but, uh, he uh, he definitely uh, he was a senior economic advisor to Bob Dole's presidential campaign. Um. He was more of a restaurant, like he was a um, business executive at Burger King during the 80s, which is, I mean, Burger King was pretty damn good in the 80s. Maybe he had something to do with that. And then he was the chairman and CEO of Godfather's Pizza, which he served from 1986 to 1996. I never even heard of Godfather's Pizza. I guess it's 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 a restaurant chain down south. Or no, I'm sorry, yeah, it's in it's ne- Nebraska. One. Yeah, it's, I ne- that's why I never heard of it. But Still around to this day. So if you're in the Nebraska or uh, Omaha area, take a look.
1: Maybe, maybe with Mr. Worldwide uh, ate
0: there. Oh, I'm sure he did. I'm sure he took many dates there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um We got uh, Tommy Boy's dad passed away. Brian Dennehy uh, Not on stage while dancing with his son I should add With uh, Derek? Yeah um, I, uh, Brian Dennehy And I always, I say this I always like uh, Whenever I see certain actors I'm like, oh, he's in this Like, I, kinda, I gotta check it out He was one of those guys uh, I really liked Brian Dennehy He just had s- this presence about him Like, he was like a big, solid guy um, and of course uh, Fucking Ram uh, First Blood
1: Oh absolutely
0: Yeah uh, He did a-, a bunch of movies Great actor Great actor
1: We watch a show And he He was actually on it the, This past season I mean he looked older I mean he was Obviously Way up there in age okay. But Compared to I think he almost Was around the same age As uh, Brimley but they, he didn't look that. He didn't right. look like an old man. But he was acting right up to the end.
0: That's that's good to hear, because I can't so. remember the last time I seen him in something.
1: Yeah, he was in, um, what the hell's the name of the shot? He was also in Cocoon, uh, by the
0: Blacklist.
1: way. <laughs> yes, he was.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah,
1: he, he passed. And this one kind of caught me off guard is another person who's kind of been active and died at what I would consider unexpectedly was Charlie Daniels.
0: Did he go down to Georgia?
1: Apparently. <laughs> playing that damn fiddle. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, what everyone would consider as a country boy and he kept touring. I know my, my mother has seen him multiple times and he was I think he, he actually had a tour that was like still going on right up to before the Kung flu and it was very unexpected. My My mother actually texted me about it and I was like kind of shocked and I may have seen him when I was real little because my parents would drag me to to concerts back
0: then,
1: mm-hmm. and I think I may have seen him actually way back in the day. So mm. I
0: can
1: always put my uh, my hat in that thing, saying you know I did get to see him.
0: Um, another great—I I wouldn't call him a comedian, but he his persona was very—he was always in comedies. That's uh, Fred Willard. Um... Yes. That one took me by surprise because I didn't know he was that old. Um... Yeah, he was old. Yeah, he was. I didn't... And he didn't... He looked it, but he didn't. (laughs) And he was another guy that was acting up... Like, I just... He was just on Modern Family this past season where he... Yeah, he was on Modern Family. His his character died. And uh, he... He's another guy that... Whenever he kind of came on screen, like, I always enjoyed his, uh... His scenes a lot. Like, he he was just a really good comedic actor. Great timing.
1: He was one of the few... Like, I do like dark humor or, you know, those lines. Yeah. To an extent. But he was one of those ones that whatever he did, when he did it, he did it to perfection. Yeah. He was really good about being that, like, deadpan dark humor, kind of like
0: a, a made-you-think kind of laugh, mm-hmm. so I, I always enjoyed him with that. And he, he it's funny, because he just popped up in so many movies, like, he was another guy that just pretty much did everything, he was in the, Ameri- he was in the, one of the American Pie movies, he was in that movie How High, with, um, yes, uh, Pepper yeah, with, yeah, um, Idle Hands, do you remember that movie? Yes, I do. Yeah, he was in there. Uh, the very first Austin Powers movie he was in. Uh, Harold and Kumar go to White Castle, which is a very big favorite of mine. He was in that. And at the Anchorman movies, he was just in so much. It's just. His his resume is just off the wall. Like, I'm looking down, and he does like three or four movies a year. <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: He, he was working right up to the end. Yeah.
0: So, I mean, good for him. I mean, that's, a, that's, that's work ethic, man.
1: <laughs> oh, absolutely. And especially to be that sharp. I mean, not only do you have to portray a character, but the fact that you have to be able to memorize lines.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, an 86 to be that know. sharp is really saying something.
1: Comedians out there. Yeah. I don't, like, I don't know if he... Was he from Canada?
0: Um, no, he was from, uh, Ohio.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. he had that, like, well, there you go. That, like, Canadian-Chicago connection type thing. Right. Like, the Second City type of. Yeah.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: And this is the last one I have on my list. Is uh, Hugh Downs.
0: Well, I got, I got one more after you. Okay. Okay, but Hugh, talk about Hugh Downs, because the, we'll, we'll, the last Hugh one's Downs a good one was, we can end on.
1: I mean, he, I remember watching him on the news all the time, and he was never the, uh, who's the Walter Concr, Walter however the hell you pronounce it, type of newsman, but he was there, and it's longevity. He died, I think they said at ninety nine. I mean, to me, I always look at that as kind of like he couldn't have lasted one more year. Just to, just to sit there and say I made it to 100 so that he could have been announced on mm-hmm. Good Morning America stuff. You now, to me, I, I always look at that as, you know, if someone dies in the 60s, I'm like, oh, okay. But if you made it to 99, you couldn't have just lasted one more year.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, But he was always
1: one that I can remember being on the
0: news. Yeah, I... I, 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 I know the name, and I, I... I can see his face, but I can't really recall watching him on the news too much. I was never a news guy. But I... Hugh Downs was... Hughes, yeah, Hugh Downs was one of the guys that, like... One of the top newscasters you always think about. Oh. So, uh... Alright, so the f- our final one, and I'm gonna just kind of... I'll do an impression, and I'll see if you can get it. Ready? And new... World Wrestling Federation Champion... That is the Fink. Howard Finkel. <laughs> Sorry, that was my bad impersonation.
1: Uh, it, 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 <laughs> you know what, though? The worst part is... You have you have the uh, the subscription to the WWE Network, yes. which you let me borrow, which I appreciate. And I I watch The Housewives. It's all it's been set on here multiple times, and I, I don't mind those type of reality type shows. And he was actually on the one and only season of the uh, I forget what they call it. Was it Wrestling House or
0: Oh the Legends House? I forget.
1: Legends House. Yeah, Legends and House. I remember watching it and I've been watching I've been catching up on old school wrestling through your app and it saddened me to see that and I do listen to the Tommy Dreamer podcast and he, it looked how he was at the end and it it's sad. He was like in a nerd's home. He he did not look and when I stopped on wrestling is when he was, you know, he was thinner, and now, he, like, watching Legends House and seeing him in old pictures, he, he, I, I'm not trying to say anything disrespectful of that, but it didn't, it, he looked like the, uh, the shell of his former self.
0: He did. Uh, I think Tommy Dreamer, you mentioned Tommy Dreamer, Tommy Dreamer posted a picture of him in, uh, I guess he went to go visit him at the nursing home maybe like a year ago or so. And one thing people point out is that there was like a little like little whiteboard behind them, like next to Howard's bed. Behind
1: him,
0: yep. Yeah, and it said, Monday night please put on uh put please put on Monday night raw for me at eight PM. Um it was it was something along, I'm probably fucking it up it was something along those lines but it was like a lot of people were like no wow, you are 100% right he like was watching like he always made a point to watch and uh, he was the fir- he was the first employee when Vince McMahon Jr bought the company he was the Howard Fink was the first employee he um took on and he actually coined the phrase WrestleMania um yeah i mean you talk about I mean, a lot of people talk Michael Buffer as, like, the greatest ring announcer of all time. I'm going with Howard Finkel. Oh, he, the his, his voice, like... Like, you you listen to announcers now, and they just don't even hold a candle to how this guy announced. Like, it was just, like, this big, booming voice that made whoever was coming to the ring, whoever he was introducing, he made it feel like a big fucking deal. And when someone won a world championship... Just the way he phrased, I I did a sorry ass imitation of it. Uh, it just, it just made it feel like a huge, huge deal, and that's something that I feel like a lot of ring announcers these days, whether it's boxing or wrestling or whatever, it they just lack. You know, there's not, there's no presence there.
1: But you look at like Michael Buffer or Bruce Buffer. They 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 look the part.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, the, it's it's trimmed perfectly to them. Howard Finkel was never the physical specimen. No, he was bald. He was you know like uh, I don't again don't want to speak ill of the dead, but like almost like a wimpy, if you will.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, he was he was very. If you looked at him and his voice, the way he looked. You definitely didn't think it came from there. No, he had this booming voice that
0: would it would rock an arena. And you mentioned Legends House the, the way, and you actually see how he spoke, and he did kind of have like that a little bit of a booming voice, but it wasn't like you would never think he would announce like that.
1: Overpowering.
0: Yeah, that's that's a good word for it. Overpowering. Um, about so it was like several years ago. So there was this wrestler. Named uh, Alberto Del Rio, and he ha- always had his personal ring announcer come out with them. And I think it was like a Survivor Series, or something. CM Punk, he was fighting CM Punk. That was
1: before the, uh, that was before the Page uh,
0: movies. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was long, be- long before the Page stuff. Um, so anyway, Howard Finkel came out as CM Punk's personal ring announcer, and it was the first time people had seen him in a long time, and the place went ape shit. When he came out, like it, like they cheered from for a couple of minutes, and you could see he got like really teary eyed. It, it was really nice to see. I, it was, I don't know what Survivor Series it was. Just look for Alberto Del Rio against C. A. Punk, but um, just a cl- uh, a classic ring announcer. Uh, and I always love watching the old wrestling. and I love hearing like even on like Superstars. Like he was always there. Um. He was a, he was a character. Nowadays, yeah. I couldn't even tell you who does the ring announcing for any wrestling, for any any wrestling organization, but you knew him. Everyone knew who he was if you watched wrestling, and uh, he oh, really kind of took a turn for the worst a couple years. And I heard for a while that he wasn't doing well, and uh, when I heard he passed, it was kind of just like I, I hate watching wrestling like, the old, like, from, like, 90s or 80s, and thinking to myself, like, God, like, everyone in that ring is just gone. And now when I see him, I think that I'm like, fuck, now, like, he's gone too. And it's just really, it's really sad, and it's, it's just, it's, like, another part of, like, our childhood is just gone. So.
1: When you really think about it, at this point, like, the old school 80s, you know, people that are out there that are still active... You the the Hebner twins,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Pat Patterson, who is active in everything, Sergeant Slaughter, and Tim White, who's probably and it's more referees
0: than anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's just uh, it, it was I was, I heard that. I mean, I was I was expecting it, but still, when I see it, it's it's like it it still hits you. I hate seeing guys oh, yeah. that I grew up with like they're gone, and it's just. It makes it sad going back and watching some of this stuff now. And
1: right when he died, I actually went and and watched his acceptance speech on YouTube and how he essentially put himself into the Hall of Fame. It, it, it could get you teary eyed. Yeah, it I,
0: could, I remember could, that. I remember that.
1: I mean, he was definitely a class act. He de- you never heard any negative about him. Never. He was one of those characters, if you want to, who would always, almost like Regis, do whatever it was to make the fans love it.
0: Yeah. You know,
1: he would. He would self-deprecating things like that, and and <sighs> that, that that always made me admire him.
0: Yeah, me too. Um. So. Well, this is a nice, sad <laughs> trip into the cemetery. We've been here for a while now. I think it's the longest cemetery visit we ever had.
1: Well, we, we have been missing it.
0: Yeah. So, uh, all right, so what's your topic that you're going to bring up? This is
1: a mystery story that... Okay. I, I brought up, and I really wanted to kind of... I didn't want to bring it up to you prior to the, the show. I wanted to get your honest, live... <laughs> Opinion
0: on I'm it. I'm nervous. Okay, what is it?
1: Okay. So, over in uh, the Portland area, the they have a thing called the Northwest Film Center. And it's essentially a film festival. Right. And there is this, and I'm going to be very blunt about this, there's this uh, bitch,
0: <laughs>
1: Lois Levine. Okay. Just, again, we're, we're talking about Portland, and this asshole wants to, or for a ban on a movie. Okay. This movie is having its 30th year anniversary coming up, and she feels that it is promoting negative. I don't even know how the best word I could use it negative influence on youth because it shows police in a good light
0: and this is a 30-year anniversary movie so it came out in 1990? 1990
1: 1990 do you want and me to, do you want me to guess it was it was actually it was If you want to guess.
0: Um, I'm trying to think, was it one of the Police Academy movies? (laughs) No, it was not. Uh,
1: but this is, this is, this is her, uh, I guess quote. What's so funny about school to prison pipeline? Tell Northwest Film Center there's nothing fun in cops traumatizing kids. And the movie is Kindergarten Cop.
0: Are you fucking kidding me?
1: I am dead serious. She wanted to... Or she did ban this movie from being filmed at the film festival.
0: But John Kimball now, was a fantastic when, cop. <laughs> what the... F-
1: exactly. And my thing was, I was expecting it to be... My wife's out here chasing a, a frog right now. She went behind the, uh, the grill. But... I was expecting the line that she was going to be upset at was the little boy that comes out. He was the one in Pet Cemetery to I say didn't. that a man has a penis, a woman has a vagina, and she'd be all upset about that because you know. Can, can I? Twenty-three. Can, genders, but that was not it. it can, was I, can I guess what it
0: is? Can I guess what it, it is? The kid, the kid that's abused at home.
1: No, no, no. This. Um, Pet cemetery, the kid that died Yeah, yeah, Remember, I know he but says that in the movie. Yeah,
0: you said it, but it's not. it doesn't have to do with him I'm guessing It doesn't have to do As, with the kid that's yeah, it, it,
1: No, it's just the fact that It makes cops look And she's against this So that's why she wanted it banned Hmm In a a tweet she put, there's nothing entertaining about the presence of police in school, which feeds the school to prison pipeline in which African-Americans, Latinx, it's Latina, or Latinx, and other kids of color are criminalized rather than educated. And then she finally added, five and six-year-olds are handcuffed and hauled off to jail routinely in this country. And this criminalization of children increases dramatically When cops are assigned to work in schools, what kind of stupid, dumb bitch is this?
0: Okay, well, first off, um, is it fair to say this could be our um, dumbass of the week? Oh,
1: this, since we, in what, four months? She is our dumbass of the quarter year.
0: This, I'm really getting really sick and tired of this bullshit against cops and police officers. Uh, uh, This is gone way too fucking far. I'm really... It's at the point now where I'm getting really fucking pissed about it. Look, I don't like getting pulled over just like anybody else, but I respect the men and women who do these kind of things because you're putting your life on the line every single time you go to work. I know a few... I have a few people in my personal life who I know are police officers and I, I respect what they do and... I'm really getting tired. I mean, you're pretty much doing to cops what you're saying cops are doing to like blacks or or Spanish or whoever. You're doing the same thing. You're taking a few bad apples and you're yeah. making about everybody involved in that sort of uh, in that sort of job. And it's like now you're banning everything that has to do with police officers. Oh, a frog. <laughs> yeah. Um, she caught him. Nice, good job. Um, you, I mean, they're, they're, they took cops off the air. They took live PD off the air. There's something I saw. I don't know if they ever went through that Paw Patrol. The, one of the one of the dogs was a cop. They want to ban yeah. that. I mean, I, enough's a fucking enough, man. When is this? When does this stop? So, like, all right, you know what? Let's let's. Let's fire every cop in the country. And then you know what's going to happen? It's going to be fucking anarchy. And it's going to be like, uh... It's going to be like, um... Escape from New York. where are just going to... This world's going to go into turmoil. And... I really believe that this is something that's happening just right now. And eventually it will... Um... It will pass. And everything will kind of... Sort of go back to normalcy. I do believe that this is something that's... Eventually gonna come. It's gonna it's gonna go away. I think uh, right now people are just pissed off and they're trying to fucking ban anything that has to do with a badge. Um, I I just think it's ridiculous how you're banning kindergarten cop because God forbid a cop shown in a good light. Because I mean, if anything, shouldn't that be allowed in? Like you know, what? like not. I mean. Okay, some 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 police officers did a bad thing, but that's a that's a, such a small percentage as compared to the good that they do do. Um. So why not show that? Like why? So you're gonna kind of, you're pretty much putting out there that you see a police officer, it's okay to say like you know what, fuck them, they're that's they're bad people, and uh, we should be gunning for them. That that's how I feel that doing something like that or banning shows and ban- banning anything that has to do with police officers, I think that's kind of what, um, is gonna happen now. You're, you're putting these things into these kids' minds that, like, it's not okay to be a cop, and it's, it's, it's not okay to trust them and all this other shit. That's like saying, like, if a building burns down and fire department people don't do uh, a good enough job of putting it out and, like, five people die, are you gonna start going after fire, uh, firemen now? Does that make sense?
1: Oh, absolutely. It's it's this cancer culture.
0: It it is. I fucking had it. That's just... I mean,
1: even, even here's a few more quotes from her, just to show how crazy she is. Okay. She wrote, It's true Kindergarten Cop is only a movie. So are Birth of a Nation and Gone with the Wind, but we recognize films like those are not good family fun. She added... They are relics of how pop culture feeds racial assumptions. Because, you know, John Kimball was a essentially a foreigner. He spoke with a Austrian accent and he arrested a white guy. But, you know, let's not worry about that. And then she also states, because despite what the movie shows in reality, schools don't transform cops. Cops transform schools. An extremely detrimental way.
0: So, in um, I have been- I'm sorry. I, I just want to kind of. I'm not. So then I guess we should start banning movies like Do the Right Thing, where they burn down a pizza place, or um, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Boys in the Hood. I mean, I'm just. I'm not. I'm not picking on anything. I'm just saying, like, if you're banning something like that, then you're gonna have to ban a whole bunch of other shit too.
1: Ban everything. You know. what everything
0: that happened. That's you know, that's so then, fucking stupid. we are you gonna say? I'm sorry. And I guess
1: what they did was they uh. Well, what they did was instead of playing this movie, and the reason why they played it was because it took place in
0: Oregon. Yeah, it did. Where the
1: film was was set in. Yep. But they replaced it with one um with. Two of the, or it was essentially a double. It was a repeat of the show of John Lewis, the uh, recent um, representative who died, who is a civil rights leader. They replaced it with two of his things. So I mean,
0: that sounds like really entertaining shit.
1: <laughs> yeah, Kindergarten Cop was hilarious. I could watch that movie right now and still laugh.
0: That's a great movie.
1: And and you know what? Not for Nothing, it shows someone who is on guns and violence, if you will, with Schwarzenegger, you know, with all of his movies, The Terminator, Predator, all them, and it showed him in a good light as a cop, a... He wasn't a family man, if you will, but he looked out for a a child and her mother, Mm -hmm. or his mother, and it it totally... They've gotten so warped in their... this hating cop mindset—it's insane. It yeah. really is, and I can't think of anyone who could sit there and say, "You know what? Yeah, this is bad. We we shouldn't. You know what? Don't have don't have cops in school. You know what? It, let chaos reign, mm-hmm. because the next—and I hate to say it—but when the, and it's not if it's when the next school shooting happens if school ever opens up again, they're gonna say, "Oh, where were the cops? Where you know?" While the cities are burning. Where are the cops?
0: Where mm-hmm. you know? Of course. Of it, course.
1: It, it's almost like they want lawlessness. And this, and, and if you could see this chick,
0: oh, like, what a, what a real rat face looking bitch she is. I could kind of I mean, imagine what she looks like. Person. I think you put your. I mean, you. You're, you're putting it out there I mean, that these people her,
1: are. You look at her and you're like, yep <laughs> I know exactly what she is.
0: She looks like the type that complains at the at the checkout counter at Shoprite that just builds up a fucking line because she's bitching about something.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. She brings thirty eight fucking groceries to a ten or less fucking thing. Yeah. Cause you know it's her right to get out quick. She's one of those stupid broads. But what a, what a just a uh, oh god! I don't even what a nasty bitch.
0: Unbelievable, man. Unbelievable but,
1: Yeah I, I thought I, I didn't want to say that to you right away And give you the kind of the The scope of what it was But No that's that fine
0: you
1: Definitely nailed how I
0: was feeling on it Yeah well I mean it, Cause I think that's You
1: said it a little more PC than I would've
0: Well yeah well I'm trying to But I, I, I do I Like I said I think it's You're You're, you're putting it out there That it's, it's That there's no such thing as a good police officer that's what you're doing. You're, oh, yeah. you're like, oh, that, don't don't watch that because they show a police officer in a good light. You can't. That's you can't watch that. If you're gonna do that, like I can name a lot of movies where you can really just ban shit, and that's okay to show. Well, let's but get, let's uh, get uh, rid of Training Day, will
1: they ever that,
0: get rid of Training Day? That's a good. You know, that's well, a cops in a bad light, so they <laughs> they that's okay. <laughs> Yeah, it was uh, Denzel, wasn't
1: it? Denzel, yeah. yeah. If if John Kimball was played by whoever back in the day, Eddie Murphy or any of the the, would, would it be a problem then? I I if mean I, I don't
0: like I don't it, I don't know I I think I, I think it's just retar- even if it, even if it doesn't matter who it was played by I think it's retarded to to I mean I'm not looking at race I'm looking at the fact that this person was a, a cop who was a good cop. I mean, so then, I guess, you know what? You're going to have to ban um, Beverly Hills Cop. Yeah. That, that's a, You just said Eddie Murphy. That's a perfect... I mean, Beverly Hills Cop. He was a cop. He was a good cop. Is that banned too?
1: <laughs> exactly. I mean, but the, if you bring that up, then you're everything that they hate. Yeah. You know, you, you're this, you're that, you're the other thing. And it, it's getting to the point where they're making everything just to be... It's going to cancel itself out. And I think people are getting tired of it. Like, not for nothing. I, I, I don't keep bringing up this this term, but if someone was to ever call me a racist, at this point, you've you've washed this thing, you've watered that that term down, where 20 years ago, if you called me it, I would be offended. At this point, it's like... I know I'm not, but you're just sitting, you're, you're just, you have nothing else to throw at me, so you're going to say that term. And it's not true. And you're watering it down, where there are people that do hate people, whether it be you know, Jewish, black, white, whatever creed color thing you are, you're watering it down where it's not going to be even anything anymore. Right. You know, if you, like, Again, I'm not trying to offend people, but say in the '60s, if you called someone a a cocksucker, it it was offensive because there was a stigma of being gay. Right. You know, people did not want to hear that. But at at this point, everyone throws that term around, and it or even um, retard. And mm-hmm. that's a term I hate. I, I don't like that term. Yeah. That's probably one of my like biggest pet peeves when people call people that. But if you call someone that now, it's been such watered down derogatory term, no one even cares anymore. Yeah. And that's the problem. They they have gotten to the point where you're you're calling everyone a racist. It's you've almost negated the, the actual meaning of it
0: right yeah. and
1: it's gonna get to the point where you're gonna call people out and they're just gonna shrug their shoulders they're gonna be like okay whatever you you know that that's your that's your token excuse for me you know because you don't agree with it. Mm-hmm. there's no merit in it it's just oh you, it's something to call someone yeah and it's it's just it's it's watered down. Where it, where it should be preserved for people who are actually that term. And by a, a, a 90s, and this is a movie that I would show my kids. I would, I would sit there and put this on for my kids because it's a funny movie. Mm-hmm. It's a lighthearted comedy with a little bit of action and drama to keep the parents, you know, entertained while keeping the kids entertained because it is, it's, you know, it's, it's fart jokes in there, and it's something that they would like. But now we can't show this. Get the get you know. Get the fuck out of here. Mm-hmm. You've you literally beaten down everything to where it's nonsensical. And shame on shame on this person, this Lois Levine.
0: What an ad. I agree. I mean, the the
1: quintessential social justice warrior asshole that she is. You know. <laughs> Thank God she's on the other side of the country. Because I just... If I had to see her rat face, I I would just want to fucking spit me. Without my mask on.
0: I agree, man. Well... uh, Before we go, I just want to say I apologize for the uh, technical difficulties throughout this episode. Uh, I don't know what the hell is going on. (laughs) I don't know if it was mine or Tom, but... uh, we apologize for it hopefully this is listenable to you it was nice to kind of go back to our uh, grab bag roots if you will for an episode and uh, if you like that you can like more on uh, Twitter Bullring PC Instagram Bullring PC Facebook under Joe Tom Uh, we are on Podbean Podcoin Spotify Google Podcasting (laughs) Apple Music hit the subscribe button on Apple Music and rate and review us uh, that's, uh, that's, yeah. Tom, anything else you had?
1: I am going to, this week my, my daughter had a, a little bit of a uh, health issue, if you want to call it that. And I never got to speak about it, so I'm going to bring it up quick. Okay. Um, she had a, there, there's a, that, that piece of skin that connects the bottom of your mouth to your tongue. Right. She had, like, it was almost swollen on it. It was, like, it, she said it was uncomfortable. It almost looked like, if you will, a pimple on there. It was, like, it was swollen and, and had, like, white thing to it. it. I know it sounds gross, but apparently it's really nothing major. And that was the reason why I wanted to come home and see her. Yes. I was going to come to Joe's house to actually do this face-to-face, but...
0: It's Okay
1: next week I will I will definitely be pending anything major happening mm-hmm. and Joe knows another reason why I didn't I, I couldn't come yes. I explained that to him when I was leaving work but uh, I will definitely try to be there next week so that we can do a in person live thing I can see hashtag Joan because she's my home girl and <laughs> the funny thing about the funny thing about the uh, the treatment for this is the doctor said to either rinse it out with Salt water, which I've heard in the past, I've, I've heard that, that too. I yeah, had, uh, you know, like any type of like sore throat, they say you always wash it out with that. And the other thing they said was to have her eat sour candy. No shit. I've never heard that before. Huh. So I guess sour candy may, I guess, loosen the. Uh, I, I have no clue. I didn't. I didn't really speak with my wife too much about it. Mm-hmm. But she said sour candy will alleviate the swelling from it so I, that's a new one on me i've never heard it i've never heard a doctor say deep
0: candy i would have guessed salt any mouth kind of sore they always say salt water so i'm that salt i knew water, but yeah. sour candy i'm gonna try that i hate sour candy but uh if i ever have uh, something in my mouth i'll make sure i'll have some sour candy <laughs> <laughs> well
1: Make sure you do it uh, after, but then before, because it might burn someone on the uh, other end of it. <laughs> right,
0: right, right.
1: <laughs> All right.
0: All right. Well, for Joe. And for Tom. we'll see you next week right here on Bulls in the Ring.